Hello, hello, hello. You're with Mark Adams at Next Level Business Advisors. And today we're joined by Carolyn Dickinson of Carolyn Dickinson International. Um, she's a rock star. And I'm only saying that, ladies and gentlemen. I say, I say it a lot. I know I do. But we actually chatted yesterday and she gave me so many tips that we're going to try something new with our podcast. She's going to drop some knowledge on us specifically about the importance of being open-minded as a business owner, how it accelerates success. And then she's going to give us something even further. She's going to talk about how communication is crucial to scaling your business. So you want to grow, you want to blow up, you want to do all that, you better pay attention to Miss Carolyn Dickinson. How are you today? I am absolutely fabulous and excited to be here today. I love sharing information. I know, I know. I'm excited too because um, you've already gave me some things that I wrote down and started utilizing from our last conversation and you gave that to me for free. I know you don't do it for free for everyone. <laughs> I know you don't. So I'm thankful. Nope. <laughs> I'm thankful so much. <laughs> but before we get all into that, let's learn a little bit about you. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Yeah, I absolutely can. Thank you. Um, you know, I wear a lot of hats in this, in my life with being a, a mom, a parent, a, a wife, a dog owner, all those great things. But one of the things I, I do love coming from corporate was that I made the decision to run my own business. And I did that for a lot of reasons. Um, I wanted to have one, be able to help people in the way I, I knew they needed to be helped in the sense that really listening to what they wanted and find sometimes in corporate, that's not necessarily the way things go. Um, and I really wanted to, to be home. I wanted options to be able to take a day off if I needed to and be with my girls because mm. they're still, they're still young. They're still, you know, growing. And I started this over eight years ago and I just really wanted to be more present in the household. Now, again, no judgment for those of you who are corporate or anywhere else. It was just my choice. It was just something I've always wanted to do since I was in my twenties. And so I worked towards that and I've had multiple different businesses, including in the direct marketing industry. But I realized one of the things that I do best is share my knowledge, um, help people grow, help people expand their businesses. And that I've been doing it since I was probably 19 and didn't even realize it. Um, and as I learned more, did more, worked in different jobs and geez, that's a whole other alley. We could go down the amount of different kinds of things I've done in my, my life, but it really kind of became my, what I call my toolbox of information and knowledge to support my clients and where they needed to go. So it kind of started off as um, a platform for moms who had come from corporate and then basically wanted to stay home with their kids. So I showed them how they could take their experience, their knowledge and turn it into a, a business at home. And they could even mm -hmm. do it on the side while they went back for corporate, even for a short period of time and how to scale it up so that they can choose to be at home if they wanted to. Um, and then sometimes it was just transitioning back into corporate after being at home with your child, which sometimes can be a challenge as well. So it was just finding strategies and systems and structures to put into place to make that a little more seamless for people. That then turned into the I Am The Boss conference that I did for five years. I founded and ran it, had partners at different times um, to help grow it. And I would go after some of the top entrepreneurs in Canada who started their businesses in their basements and turned them into multi-million dollar corporations. The key for me there was I really didn't want them to just share about their successes. What I was really looking for from them was their heart and soul and what it took them to get there. Because the reality is, is that we look at those people who have success. What we don't understand or what most people don't understand is the journey to get there. And a lot of people then think, especially um, I found women, that they couldn't do it. 
especially now that they had kids, but I wanted to show them that they could, if they so desired, if you want to go back to corporate, I'll support you. If you want to start your own business, I'll support you. You got to decide what you want. The only way to do that is to understand what it takes to get there. And that's what I wanted to give. And from that, um, one of my business associates turned to me, Sean, and said, Carolyn, you need to start charging for this. You need to start charging for your coaching. It's phenomenal. And you have helped so many people. This needs to be your business. I kind of thought it was a joke at first. Because I'm like, really? I'm just helping people. I've been doing this since I was 19. And I started to realize, and he, he got the wheels turning for me. And I realized, wait a minute, I can do this. And I started looking at other coaches, doing my research, finding someone to support me to, to learn how to create all of this. So I myself got a coach knowing I don't know everything. And um, my coaching business was born. And I've okay. loved it. It's evolved and grown over time to coaching VIPs, working with corporate consulting uh, and doing a variety of things that I really, really enjoy doing to see people have the success they want and deserve. Awesome. Awesome. So I want to get a couple of what I call bookkeeping things in order. If we want to find you as a coach, how do we do it? So the best way is to go to my website, which is www.carolyndickinson.com. And I'll spell that for you. Okay. The first name is C-A-R-O-L-Y-N and then D-I-C-K-I-N-S-O-N.com. You can, and any probably I think almost every one of my pages, if you wanted to get in touch with me, there's a link that you can send me an email um, requesting a conversation or even a discovery session that we can chat a little bit about and figure out if we're a good fit, right? That's that's the key too, is me to understand what your needs are to make sure that we're a good fit or do I need to refer you to someone else that may be more suited for your needs? I'm all open to that because we're not meant to work with everybody. Absolutely. Especially as uh, as advisors, uh, when we're working on a, on a granular or detailed level, it's not going to work for everyone. But yeah. some of the knowledge that we have can work for everyone. And that's why oh, we okay. want to talk about these couple of things that we were chatting about earlier today. And I, I want to jump in, if you don't mind, because I'm Absolutely. excited to, to get you to get your, your words of wisdom in my soul. My first question, <laughs> how does open-mindedness help owners to accelerate success? Okay. Open-mindedness, I think, is the key to a success in business. And here's the reason. Okay. Nobody knows everything. To grow your business, it's a learning process. If you haven't done it before, then go to the people who have or learn from the people who have. But to be able to do that is to first recognize that you don't know everything and you have to have an open mind for that. It's also to recognize that just because someone gives you knowledge, you may not want 100% of what they said, but it's that small portion that they give you that can change your life. And I had a mentor, I still have my mentor out of the US and California. And Byron says to me one day, I said, why do you go to these events? Why do you go and listen to people? You know this stuff inside and out. You could present it 10 times better. He goes, Carolyn, that's so true. I do, and I can. The thing is, I've realized I may know 95% of what they said and could do it way better. It's the 5% that I don't know that can move the comma in my paycheck. That has stuck with me forever. Mm. And hear that, I realized that instead of passing judgment, like when I come in and go, oh my God, look at the way they're presenting. I can't believe, and that, that was me for a period of time. Right. I would teach them to do it differently. I was looking up ways to fix them instead of listening and hearing what they actually had to say. And you have to have that listening skill. You also have to have the open-mindedness to realize that 
that there is that possibility. And it was also, an, like I, I started to realize it's like listening to your kids. My kids teach me all the time. And mm. sometimes the simplest ways they'll say stuff to me and I'll be like, holy mackerel. I didn't look at it that way, but because the simplicity of how they see something mm. can really kind of change that perspective. So when I talk about open-mindedness, it's about all aspects of your life. We are always learning. We are always um, identifying new things. And it's, it's beautiful because, you know, sometimes what I've also realized is that, you know, I might go to an event and they may repeat everything that I already know right. the thing is they might also, and what I've learned is they've taught me to say things in a way that my clients might be more receptive to that I didn't think of. Makes so sense. sometimes giving me the exact same knowledge, the exact same knowledge that I already know, but presenting it in a different way can have a huge impact as well. And if you're not open-minded enough to listen to that, to hear that and to observe that potential change for yourself, that can absolutely affect the growth of your business. You know, we're never too smart. It doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter, you know, whether you're male or female, we all put our pants on the same way, one leg at a time. And so realize that there are lessons everywhere we go. Um, you know, I was in a situation with a consulting and, and literally, um, things didn't go as well as I would have liked it to, but I realized one thing I learned so much in that experience that I'm so grateful for it. Had I not been open-minded to realize that, to accept that that was a fabulous lesson and not be hard on myself because I didn't, it didn't work out exactly the way I anticipated. This does come with being open-minded to see the possibilities, even when you think there is none. Mm-hmm. I like it. That I like it. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot. And and here's what, what I take from what you're saying too, because I think it's all tying in. You're a coach, you're a business advisor. And when you said earlier, you know, we'll see if we're a good fit, what we can communicate. Isn't part of that, like, I'm trying to assess if you're open-minded because if not, it's going to make coaching really hard. Um, In some ways, yes. And like, here's the deal. At the end of the day, change is not easy. For anybody, for me, for anybody, it doesn't matter who it is. And sometimes we need to give people space and time too. So I'm looking to see that you have a level of coachable coachability. Um, But if you're like hard, fast, this is the way I'm going to do it. I'm not going to change. Then why are you looking for coach? And if I have to drag you and push you, that's not what this is about. Right. I want to work with people that understand that they're looking for a change because something isn't working or they're stuck. Um, And then I can look at what it is. And kind of look at the bigger picture because I'm not emotionally attached to it. I myself have a coach. And the reason I do is because I understand I'm very good at what I do, but it's far easier to do it for someone else than it is for yourself. I know the steps I need to take and I take them, but sometimes I need perspective outside of my world to understand my potential, to understand other things that I'm missing because it's mine. And we do have certain attachments to what we grow and develop. I mean, and that's normal. Right. right. That's a normal yeah, feeling. Um, and so, you know, I realized too, sometimes it takes people a little bit of time to make that shift. Uh, we talked about this before. I used to have uh, programs that were three and six months and I right. stopped. I went to a year. And the reason being is I found it took three to six months for people to absolutely stop, start making the changes. Yes, absolutely. And it's so easy to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm being excited in the moment. And then as soon as you leave, you know, there's always somebody else saying something or something, you know, oh, that's not going to work or, 
and, and having that support for a longer period of time. And they start to see, okay, if I actually do it, it's going to make a change. And right. if, if I can share a quick example, I had a young lady I worked with and, you know, she wanted to start working at the, the higher level in corporate than where she was at. And um, I said, do the work. She goes, what do you mean? I said, you have to show them a reason to want to talk to you. Mm. You can't continue to do the same thing and expect somebody to notice you. Right. And she didn't listen. It took her a while. It took her six months. She finally called me up and I re- she goes, I just had a chat with somebody and I realized I've not done the things you've asked me to do. I right. said, okay, how would you like to proceed? She goes, I'm going to do the work. Can we go over it again? And I want to create a plan and a strategy. I said, no problem. Within I would say six to eight weeks, corporate contacted her mm. and literally offered her a position at a higher level because nice. they started to see what she could do. And I'm not going to say that that's going to be that timeline for everybody, but she'd already done right. some stuff and she was very motivated. So she just took it to the next level. Right. They but say results yeah, may vary. <laughs> exactly. But at that point, her mind opened. She realized that if I want this, I have to change. If I continue to do the same thing over and over again, I'm going to get the same results. Good, right. That's, so that open-mindedness. That <laughs> yeah, yeah. That open-mindedness, right? Six months in, opens up, and her growth accelerated. She was incorporated, accelerated, right? So yeah. it really does have an impact. Now, I'm going to just pivot a little bit because you as a coach, you have a, a way of, or you have your process, I'm going to say. I don't know if that's the right term. You teach four ways, four, four key pillars. I don't want to botch it up. So why don't you tell us what the four pillars are so I can get that clear? <laughs> Over time, um, and I'm not saying this is new news, but over time, I started to realize as I was coaching people, there's four main pillars to your business or aspects of your business that are extremely important to success. One of them is your vision, having a very powerful vision and being able to present that to people, understanding where you want to go, what your bullseye is and how you're going to get there. The second is communication, being able to communicate that vision, communicate with people, your leaders, your teams, your associates, potential partnerships. The next thing is leaders. It's making sure you have the right leaders in place that understand your vision. that can then communicate that and run your teams. And then team, you know, really having structures in place to run a proper team, including your communication, how you're going to do things. And also to, you know, we all need to feel good about what we're doing. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your experience is. We do things for a reason, not, and in some cases it's to make money to survive, but in other cases, mm-hmm. because we want to do something we love. And since COVID, since all of these things have happened, culture has become far more important than anything else. Not that it wasn't important before, but it has taken a step up True. in the workforce, whether I you're so, running your yeah. own business, you're in corporate, it's the culture. It's because you're spending a lot of time there. We do. We spend an enormous amount of time running our business or in our job. And we want a culture that is welcoming and warming and that gives us opportunity for growth, that gives us opportunity to socialize, create relationships, especially after being locked up for two years, literally. People have changed how they perceive life and what they want out of it. So it's really important. And when you have those four pillars or those four key areas working well together, your success rate is substantially higher than if one of those areas is not working, at least at a higher capacity. Gotcha. Gotcha. I like that. I like that. As a profitability and growth advisor myself, I'm always thinking team, 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 because that's how you scale. That's how you grow, understanding how to use teams. But when we were chatting, you spoke about the importance of communication. So why is, and that's one of your four pillars. So why is communication crucial to scaling business in your opinion or in your expertise, I should say? I like that better. I do. That's great. Um, Well, let's look at it this way. 
stats show that we spend 80% of our time, awaking time in communication of some sort. And 45% of that time, I think it's 45, um, it's either 35 or 45, so forgive me, but um, of that time, listening. Now, the funny thing about that, as I've learned, including in myself at different times of, of my journey, we are not very good listeners. Mm. We have to spend more time um, thinking about what we're going to say next, thinking about what's wrong with the other person. I don't like her shoes. I don't like the way he's standing. He's too cocky. She's this, she's that. Versus actually listening to the information that we're receiving. And communication is how we do everything, whether it's in writing, whether it's um, speaking, right? We're always doing that. So clear communication, understanding what you're going to communicate to people, why you're communicating it, what is the purpose of that communication is very important. We don't spend much time thinking about that. Now, that's different for often for salespeople because that is their job. Doesn't mean everybody's a good salesperson, but those that are understand the importance of listening, understand the importance of communicating, understanding what people's needs are versus just, hey, you know, the, the days of when we used to be able to say in sales, and I've been in sales a very long time, you need this. It's the best thing on the market. And people saying, oh my God, they must be right because they're a salesperson for this company has long gone. We mm. can go on the internet. We can look up things. You could tell me about a company and I can search them. I can search their scores. I can go to the Better Business Bureaus. I can look and see what you know people have said about them within seconds. That's changes and has changed over time how we do sales and how we communicate with people people are far more knowledgeable than they've ever been um, because of the access to knowledge they have and so it's really important to understand that and i've always and this is from day one in sales when i was very young the person asking the questions has far more power than the person talking mm, okay now let's repeat that. Makes sense. I'm asking you questions about you, about what you want, about what you need, about what you think your biggest challenge is. And you're talking to me. What power does that give me? It gives me the knowledge I need to understand how what I offer could or could not help you fill like that issue you're having or solve that pain point that exists for you. Right. Now, key thing I've learned, and this comes back to open-mindedness, if I don't have what you need, I will help you find someone that can fill that gap for you. Why? Because I want to stay in communication with you. Okay. I, I want like to stay in that possibility if my services are needed for you, that you're now going to come to me. I and like I have it. done that over and over again. And I have had people come a year later and contact me. And I've said to them, wow, why did you think of me? Because you're the only person I talked to that didn't try to convince me that if I didn't work with you, that I wouldn't succeed. You were the only person out of the, I don't know, five to six people she spoke to that offered me a solution, even though it wasn't yours. I like that. I remembered that forever. And found out later that she'd also referred people to me that I didn't cool. even realize because I didn't mention her name until she told me that she'd referred those people to me. Cool. I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. And it's all about that communication I gave her, that conversation and my my listening. So communication is, is the key thing is about how we listen. 
what we're listening for and making sure you're not thinking about your grocery list. Oh, oh, oh no, I forgot to give my kid lunch. So it's being able to be 100% present, focused on the individual, what they're saying, hearing what they're saying, and sometimes beyond what they're actually saying. So it's also paying attention to body language. Are they uncomfortable? I've noticed in conversations where I'll say something and somebody will, I can see their body change, like they're uncomfortable, their face, and I'll stop and I'll go, just wondering um, how you received that information. Or maybe I should, uh, uh, did you, would you rather that I explain it in a different way? Mm-hmm. Right. Or I might even just realize it and they might not want to say it. And then I reiterate that same point in a different, uh, in a different look and feel for lack of a word. And that in itself, all of a sudden their body language changed again to like, oh, okay, I got it. Right. Cause you can tell, like you go from right. like, almost like your, your eyebrows come uh-huh. down and I know right. this is a podcast, so your eyebrows come down and you can see them trying to think of what does she actually mean? And then I explain it again. And then everything, like the whole look of your face changes, that light goes on. Like you could almost literally see the light go on in the face. Oh, I get it. Right. right. right? Um, and sometimes I'll say, well, does anyone have questions about that? Um, just in case you weren't sure exactly what I meant by that. Um, I'm happy to, 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 to explain it, or I'll just go into an explanation, depending if I'm going one-to-one, am I in a group of people? Because the other right. thing is you want to be careful not to embarrass people. Of course. And you don't get it. <laughs> like you have to be just very cautious of that. So communication, right. when I say it, it ha- communication has so many aspects to it. It's not just me coming and having a conversation with you and going, blah, 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 blah. There's the, the keys that, that are provided. And, and the funny thing is, is that your body language, your facial expressions, in most cases are very hard to control. Because as you think, think something, your body reacts, your face reacts. Yeah. Right. Unless you practice this, and I used to practice this literally. That really. Oh, if I was thinking about something that my facial expression, and I actually didn't realize I did it till I was interviewed by the CEO of a, a medical company, and he was like, "I can't figure you out." I'm like, "I'm sorry, part of me." He goes, "I can't tell if you're happy, excited, not." I go, well, we're having wow. a conversation and no decision has been made. So I'm just trying to understand what is. So I learned to have a what they call a poker face. But yeah, I, didn't I don't have one of those often. at all. <laughs> you don't? No. My friends tell me all the time, like if anything happens, they all look at me because I guess I just can't control myself. <laughs> Everyone looks at me that I know as soon as something happens just to see my reaction. Did I worry about it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, sometimes I just close my eyes. <laughs> right but you still smile you still smile i can't help it i can't help it right so and i hear you and honestly i'm often more like that i have to think about it very consciously to make sure right. that you're not showing those emotions and it gotcha. is a conscious effort on my part to do that because it is an automatic reaction that gotcha. we all have gotcha. so right so when we come back to communication the reason it's key is communication can get you exactly what you want but it can also cause you to lose a sale, a partner, a life partner, your Mm. communication. And it's not just what we say, it's our tone of voice. And I try to teach my daughters this all the time. Like, for example, mom, I got to go. Mom, I got to go. Two different ways, exact same words. The first one, I'm going to let her go. The second one, right? she's lucky that she's out of the way that the slipper won't hit her. Right. Slipper. Not that I hit my children, people, but understand. Oh, 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 no. 
you know, in my, in growing up, we don't talk to our parents that way. And I don't accept it in my house either. Right. So you can say that I'm strict. You can say that I'm not, it's just not acceptable. You know, you show respect for your elders. Now we have to show respect too, but at the same time, that's not acceptable. And so it's also important, your tone of voice. Like I'm talking very calmly with you. We're talking about communication, but if I change this and I'm like, oh my God, you guys don't actually know about communication. Right. Versus me right. saying Parents, people right off. a lot of people don't understand the value of communication and what it brings to you when you really, truly understand the, the components that are involved in communicating with other people. Right. right. Which one are you going to receive better? The latter, not the former. A hundred percent. And so this is key for people to understand. Like I've been in meetings and I've watched people and I'm like, oh, dude, I can't believe you just did that. Like the whole room, you could see all of their faces. Like, right. I can't believe Change. you just said that. So now they've stopped listening to him. That's the right. other problem. Just turns it off. It's done. It's over. No one's listening to you anymore. So you could have, the next sentence could have been so valuable to all of us. And you just shut everybody down. Yeah. So when important. you're speaking, you also have control of how you manage your audience and whether they actually listen to you or shut down because they have now uncomfortable with the way you're speaking to them. Okay. So we get it. We get it. Communication is crucial to scaling your business. Here's one other thing I'm going to ask and it's because you teach this, right? So what's one tip? Let's say I am not a good communicator. I realize that I'm not a good communicator. What one tip can you share with me so that I can become a better communicator starting tomorrow? Okay. One tip. Here's what I want you to do. Everywhere you go for the next week, don't talk. I want you to listen. Ask questions. Every person you meet, doesn't matter who it is, ask a question. How was your day? And really listen. Don't start thinking about things in your head. Don't look around. Don't get bored, whether you're bored or not. Really focus <laughs> on what a person is saying. Got if it. you're in a meeting, ask questions. Make eye contact. Now, there's an important thing people need to know about communication too, is that when you're in a business situation and not a personal situation, you're, where your eye should go is you don't need to stare someone in the eyes and freak them out. It's from the eyebrows to the, the rim of your nose, the top of the top of the tip of your nose. That triangle is your area you should be looking at when it's anything outside of personal. If it's a business conversation, someone you just met, don't go down and look at their lips, don't go below their chin. Um, it is that triangle from the eyebrows to the tip of the nose, to the eyes that you can focus your area. So you're also not focusing right into their eyes. Why is this important? Because now they know you're listening to them and they will talk. People will talk. You ask me about my kids. I will ramble. I love my kids. I'm proud of my kids. Now you want to find out about me. Ask me the right questions. You won't have to do anything else. I'll tell you. And that is what most people are all about. We like to share information. So practice for the next week. I'd like you to go everywhere you go. It doesn't mean if somebody asks you a question, you don't answer, but answer it and then ask them another question. Find out how much you learn about people that you never knew just by listening and asking questions. Nice. That in itself will start to improve your, com your communication skills in every aspect of your life, including in your home, your business, your contacts, your family, everywhere. That I in like itself, that. tested this with my clients and they've come back and went, oh my God, people talk. Game changers, game changers, right. Big time. So I challenge all of you, 
If you never do it again, that's entirely up to you. For one week, practice this every day. See what happens. I would love that you guys can comment somehow back to Mark because I'd love to hear your results. I would love to know that too. Yeah. And you know, you said one other thing. It's a great tip where your eyes should be. I had heard before that you focus on the tip of the nose. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. The, the, so it's like the window, the window. Yeah, there's a window. So think okay. of from the top part being the bottom part of the triangle, which is your eyebrows. And then it comes eyebrows down having your eyes and your top of your cheeks to the tip of your nose. Like it. That is your triangle of focus when talking to people. Love it. Love it. I mean, unless okay. it's your partner, close relationship partner. Yeah. Whole different lifestyle. Right. Whole different and it's a little bit lower. <laughs> gotcha. I hope so. Right. right? Okay. But I, teach this. I teach this. It's so important. That's cool. It is. I like it. Dynamics of a conversation as well. You know, and I know sometimes if I'm listening to someone and my mind starts drifting, I rem- I remind myself, look at their uh, nose because they can tell that your mind is drifting. Like people can, I, I guess that's part of my non-poker face. I can space out and everybody will know it. He's gone. Where, where'd you go? So, <laughs> Can I share one example quickly? Do I have time? Sure. One minute. So when I do communication talks or trainings, there's one example that I give. So what I do is I bring somebody up to the stage and I don't tell them what I'm going to do, but I say, I'm going to listen to you and then something's going to happen. And I want you to tell me how you feel about it. So what I do is I actually have them start sharing, ask them a question, they're talking to me. And then I allow myself to think about something else. When you think about something else, your eyes move. And I started looking away up, up to the left and I was kind of thinking about Uh, oh my goodness, did I lock that back door? Mm. And I started thinking in my head and she stopped talking. And then I started looking at her again. I go, what just happened? She goes, I could tell you were no longer listening to me. Wow. And that stopped my train of thought because I thought, why am I talking to you if you're not listening to me? Wow. She goes, that sucked. And if we were talking about business, I would not want to do business with you. So then somebody said to me, how do I correct that? And I said, well, if you catch it fast enough, say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I realized that um, I left my dog out in the backyard and I'll deal with it. He's fine. Luckily it's great weather, but I just had that realization. Please forgive me. I really wanted to hear what you said. Could you wow. please keep that to me? Okay. That's heavy. That's so you're, you're, you're about the full, dis- the, the, what's that? The full transparency and honesty about it. You know it. what? If I'm thinking about doing business with this person and I stopped listening to them after I asked a question, how dare I? Right. And if something happened in my life, I'm typically very good at, at staying focused, um, gotcha. but I'm human again. And so mm-hmm. that actually did happen to me one day. And that is actually how I corrected it. And ah. she was like, oh, I really appreciate you sharing that with me. And That's I said, cool. forgive me, the weather's good. So I'm not worried about him. I can deal with it after. But it was just something that I popped into my head as you, you know, I saw a person walking by over there with their dog, That's cool. you know, I like and I'm that. using an example, but it could be anything just correct. Right. Of course. Right. Yeah. Don't make it up. Right. Oh, it's, anyway, I got the dog. And then it's like, you don't have a dog. No, you just tell right. me you don't have a dog. Right. And no, just be think, honest. You know what? I'm so sorry. I got distracted. I apologize. And I missed what you just said. And I, I really do actually want to hear it. So forgive me for that distraction. I like um, it. Can you please repeat it. Cause I don't want to miss this information. And be cool, sincere. Cool. If you can't be some sincere, don't do it. They'll tell that you don't waste your time. Right. Right. Because people can tell fake. 
Cool. So, so I appreciate those tips. I think that's really important for us to really think about, mull over, maybe listen again. The importance of communication is going to help us to scale. You said something about it helping us get exactly what we want or costing us something. So communication is crucial. I like it. I'm going to pivot a little bit, right? The theme of our podcast is stories of success. That's what we, that's what it's all about. So I want to ask you, how do you define success? Success for me is um, the ability to be open-minded, the ability to uh, have my own schedule, okay. plan my time, choose the people that I want to work with, and get paid what I deserve, and enjoy like life along the way, because it's all about being on a journey. I like it. I like it. So do you consider yourself, your business successful? Yes. Awesome. But- Oh, I'm still growing. I'm still learning. And I'm still looking for the next level for myself. I like it. So I'm going to ask this question because I ask it of everyone. What is one or two things that you're doing to make sure that you continue on this successful journey? Um, a couple things. One, I know I don't have all the answers. So I make sure I'm surrounded by people who do where I can share my information. They can share theirs. And we're constantly growing and learning. Two, I do have a coach um, that knows far more than I do. So I'm always taking from that knowledge as well. And three, I think what it is, is constantly reviewing my stuff. I teach people their 90 day structure where every 90 days I review where I'm at, my big goals, my small goals. Have I accomplished them? If not, why? What do I need to change? Um, you can do it every 90 days, every twice a year, uh, once a year. But it's it's a key thing to do because if you have a vision and you have big goals and you're not meeting them, people get stuck. And when you get stuck, it's very hard to understand why when you're in the middle of it and that mm-hmm. can really affect your growth. So I do practice reviewing uh, where I'm at in my business about every 90 days and have I met the goals that I've set for myself. And if not, why maybe it no longer applies. Maybe it needs to be removed or changed or altered depending on what's happened over the last 90 days. So I do spend that time to review where I'm at, what I want, and am I going in the right direction? I like that. I like that. I mean, it's what one of the things that a lot of coaches do for others, but to do it for yourself. I have that challenge. When I'm working with my clients, we have night, we meet every month to, to talk, make sure we're hitting on our quarterly milestones. And then I look at my own stuff and I'm like, oh, I haven't done that. And <laughs> so I'm glad you applied to yourself and that's helping you to become successful. I'm going to pivot. So we always have success or we're working towards success, but do we have any failures? What's one big mistake you've made on your journey? Not doing my due diligence in um, uh, getting involved in a partnership on a higher Ah. level. Yeah. Partnerships can be great, but they're not always necessary. And sometimes we're in a place where we feel like we can no longer do it ourselves. We look for a partner instead of looking for processes and strategies and solutions. And I did that very early on with my conference um, and almost destroyed my business because I did some due diligence, but not enough because I was feeling the pressure. I was running my conference. I had two small babies around me. I was trying to shoulder. I was taking care of my parents. Um, At that time, my in-laws as well. I had a lot of weight and I needed help. And I jumped into something far faster than I would normally ever do. And it, it almost cost me everything. 
So it's really important to understand whether you can work with somebody or not. And one of the things that I have done since then, if people talk to me about partnerships, I talk about let's work a project together. Let's see how we do. Um, because it's one thing when you see people on the outside, it's one thing when you actually get involved to the nitty gritty and the details that really they start to show up for who they are. You also need to be willing to see the red flags. There was a few and I didn't pay attention to them at that time. Wow. So you really need to be trusting your intuition and your gut. And if you're not sure, ask more questions, do a little more homework. If you see something, because sometimes it could be misunderstood as well. Don't get me wrong, but I'd rather see people create um, project partnerships versus business partnerships where they own a part of your business. And I've had to help many of my clients get out of those partnerships because they're doing all the work and the other person is uh, reaping the benefits and wanting more. I like that. I'm writing a note. You see this, right? My eyes are not darting because I'm thinking about the dog, but you just use a term that I've never heard before project partnerships i've talked about it but that's a really that's a golden nugget so i mean we have our section where you're teaching the study and you're going to give me something else boy i'm getting greedy now i love that partnerships are interesting because they can be the greatest thing in the world or the absolute worst thing it can be cataclysmic right and so people often ask about taking on a partner do i need a partner or they pick the wrong type of partner um someone who's doing exactly what you do the the exact mirror that's not necessarily a good partner you might want someone to compliment you have strengths and they have weaknesses they have strengths and you have weaknesses and then you marry it together working on project partnerships might be ideal doing the due diligence seeing the i'm sorry i'm going off that mistake that you talked about is powerful though and uh, i think people really benefit by understanding the importance of making the right type of partnership. And it's almost like you do a partnership test run, project yeah. partner. And I can add something too. If you're thinking that you need a partner, I want you to write down why you need a partner. What would what would they take over for you? Because here's the deal. Sometimes I've, I've done this with my clients and the list they come up with, I'm like, hire a part-time VA. It'll be cheaper and easier. Ooh, you got it. Wow. Right? So a lot of times we think we need one thing, but we don't because we're, again, we're in the middle of it and that's okay. You're human. Gosh, please don't be beating yourself up, but here's a tip. Sit down. If you were to bring in a partner, what is the jobs you would want them to do or take over? And a lot of times that could be like, okay, you don't want to do the bookkeeping. They need to be good at this. I don't want to have to do the day-to-day calls. That's not my expertise. Hire someone that's an expert. That's a VA that has a background in, in doing you know, connection calls, setting up appointments and doing things like that. It doesn't have to be a business partner that then owns part of your business that controls things. And the other thing too, is if you do a partnership in addition business, always make sure you at least have 51%. So you have final say. Oh, right. Right. Awesome. Less, And then as you see, if it works, you give them more later. If you decide that's the route you're going to go, but make that list first and kind of look at who would I actually need part-time to kind of fulfill some of these needs for myself that would allow me to do what my superpower is. My superpower is speaking to people, going out, uh, speaking at events, training. I don't want to do the side stuff. I can, I'm capable, but it takes a lot of energy away from me. So I have people who do that for me. I love it. And it costs me far less than what I had to do to get out of my partnership. I can understand that. Or a distributive share of your net income, as we say in the accounting world, right? I like it. I like yeah, and I was it. doing all the work. 
So hopefully that helps people. I really do like really think about it before you jump. I love it. That's so true. That's powerful. I'm going to ask one one final question if it's okay. Absolutely. All right. What do you think is the single most important quality to have as a business owner? Endurance. Mm. Why? I said I was going to ask one, but you know. There's ups and downs. Business, uh, you know, when you have your own business is different from having a job. There's ups and downs, but they're different. Now you're responsible for everything. And as you're going and you're on your journey, there are going to be ups and downs and some of them are going to be bigger than you can handle. Had I not had endurance when that issue with my partnership occurred, I would have never continued Mm. to run. Yeah. If I didn't have that drive to want something more and to be able to help people and to be able to go, okay, this was a lesson. What do I need to do differently moving forward? It is, is the ability to have that endurance, look for the lesson and move on. And that's not easy. I mean, there's some days I I have sat in the corner when I first started, cried my eyes out and going, what the heck am I doing? And funny enough, I would always shortly after that, get a call from somebody, um, get an email, something said to me that showed why I need to stay and continue to do what I'm doing and stay on my journey and have that endurance. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Carolyn, thank you so much for giving us so many gems. I really appreciate it. I think our audience is going to love learning from you. So thank you so much. And we look forward to uh, watching your continued journey to success. Thank you so much for having me.